Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Welcome. 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 Ooh, we live. We live. We are live. We are live. Do me a favor. Favor, please. Favor. Um, go share the video. Go put it in somebody else's hands. Let somebody else connect to us. Um, this morning. Oh my God. Thank you. 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 Um, uh, there's a song um, that I used to hear sung in my church often, and it just, it just reminded of that song. I don't sing, so I'm not, um, <laughs> I'm not going to sing it, but I'm going to kind of quote the words, right? I've had some good days. Um, I'm just telling you, um, I was just thinking I've had some like hills to climb. And then part of the verse that just keeps sticking out to me, all of my good days outweigh my bad days, right? And a lot of times when um, I'm in a position um, when I'm in a position of where I feel like life is overwhelming me, um, I, I remember, um, that, um, I'm sorry, I was looking up some up. Um, I remember my good days really do outweigh my bad days, right? Um, it's, I won't complain by Paul Jones. I couldn't think of the name or the title of the song. Um, it just simply says, I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days and I've had some sleepless nights. Right. But when I look around (laughs) and I really think things over, like when I look around and I really think things over, all of my good days. Yeah. (laughs) I weigh my bad days. And I won't, like, I won't complain. Like, I won't complain. This is a decision that I have made that when things tend to show up in my life, um, you know, we like to plan life out. Unfortunately, we can't plan disappointments. Unfortunately, we cannot. Come on, y'all, share. Unfortunately, we cannot plan heartbreak. Um Unfortunately, we cannot plan missteps. Sometimes I do things or we do things um, that um, we don't necessarily, not saying like that, whatever, we just make mistakes, right? And life tends to present things to us that are heavy and that are weighted, right? Um, But the thing that I can assert myself is, I will bless the Lord at all times. Like one of the things that I've just learned to do in every season is bless the Lord at all times. And even if I feel like I've made a mistake, repent quickly, repent quickly. As soon as it comes to your attention that you made a mistake, repent quickly. Lord, forgive me. Like, 
Lord, forgive me of the sin. Lord, forgive me for my mistakes. Repent quickly. And then um, repent also means to turn away. And then ask the Lord, Lord, I need you to help me with this, right? I need you to help me make better decisions. I need you to stand in my stead. Jesus already stood in your stead. So it's just got some things because, and, and recognizing and realizing, Lord, make me aware of where I'm murmuring. Come on. Make me aware of where I'm complaining. Make me aware um, of where um, I may be grumbling about what's going on around me um, because I don't want to be a murmur and I don't want to be a complainer. And this can be so subtle in our life. Woo! Come on. It can be so subtle. It can be so subtle. It can be so easily trained for us to find. Uh, yeah, put that in the comments today. Lord, make me make me aware. Like, make me aware. Make me aware. Make me aware. Um, make me aware. Make me aware. Make me aware. Lord, make me aware. And so I, this song, that verse to that song, that just came up. I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days and some sleepless nights. But when I look around and I think things over, all of my good days outweigh my bad days and I won't complain. And so we have to ask the Lord, Lord, wake, wake, make me aware. Like really make me aware of my murmuring. Make me aware of my complaining. Uh, make me aware when when what's coming out of my mouth, because Matthew tells us that we will be judged by every word that proceeds out of our mouth. Right. Um, by your words, you'll be acquitted by your words. You'll be condemned um, when I start getting revelation, not just quoting it. Hey, my son, I love you. When I start getting revelation of that. Um, it started making me think, Jeff, it started making me think um, more about the words that come out of my mouth because I don't want to be judged according to my loose lips. So it takes some spiritual maturity. Come on, y'all keep sharing. It takes a spiritual maturity and a grow up for me to put a guard over this mouth. Um, my mouth was to the detriment of my marriage. My mouth was to the detriment of my children. Um, and even when I find myself in high pressure situations, um, I'll notice that I'm getting weary and well-doing because my mouth is where it tends to show up, Shanquita, because my mouth has always been where my battle is. And I remember when the Lord started dealing with me heavily about my love walk. And he started dealing with me heavily about my mouth. I wrote a devotional one time called loose lips sink ships. Um, like just that. Right. And so I had to become more a conscious, conscious and aware of what complaining and murmuring is because also for me, like sometimes when you're in a culture, um, are you in a position or a place that teaches you to murmur and complain or you see it or you witness it. And here's what I know. Some people don't even recognize um, they, they're doing it. Sometimes we are not recognizing uh, the language that comes out of our mouth that is not life. Proverbs, Proverbs tells us life and death are in the power of the tongue, right? It's in the power of the tongue. Well, 100%, baby, what's coming out your mouth is in your heart. And when 
a pressure is applied, what surfaces and shows up may not be completely all who you are, but it, it still speaks to the residue of what might be left that might yet be submitted to God. And I don't even recognize that it hasn't been submitted to God because it's been my normal for so long. Like it's been my normal for so long. It's been my normal way of handling things. It's been my normal way of thinking things. It's been my normal way of doing things. And so now because of where my where I am right now, and I don't consider myself to be anywhere, I'm just being honest with y'all. I know I have a fallen nature. I know anything that I operate in is because of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Not going to show up on the scene and pretend anymore like I'm all composed and I got all life together. Um, the thug in me still tries to come up sometimes. <laughs> right? That other part of me still try to surface sometimes. I mean, I'm just being for real. So I don't like bragging about, you know, and this is who I... Mm -mm. I live in a fallen nature. Um, Jesus is the redemption, the redeemer of my story. Um, I understand my righteousness and it's what gives me power and it, it's what gives me strength. Um, it's what tempers me. Um, that, that, that understanding really what true humility is. I used to be, I'm humble. Like you can never say you humble because you probably need to be more humble right? We're not to brag and boast in our humility, right? Because you probably need to be more humble. Probably need to be at the point that you confess that you're humble. You probably need to be more humble, right? Um, that, that's exalting ourselves instead of exalting God, right? When we live in humility, Pastor Davis, we walk in humility and you don't have to say much. Like you just don't have to, you don't have to say much. So, just like let's meditate the lord work make me more aware of the words that's coming out of my mouth because really what's ever coming out of my mouth like right whatever's coming out of my mouth is producing something that's in my heart that is revealing something that's in my heart and then whatever is revealing that's in my heart what i need to do next is let the holy spirit temper me i don't temper myself the Holy Spirit has to temper me. Often I pray this for my boys. Lord, let the Holy Spirit temper. Um, let the Holy Spirit temper my sons. Let the Holy, not me, let the Holy Spirit temper my sons. I was having a hard conversation with Judah and Josiah last night. And then we read our devotional. And then as soon as we read our devotional, it confirmed what I was saying to them, right? And so Holy Spirit temper me. That's the Holy Spirit need the Holy Spirit to temper me. And when we try to put so much in our works and our work ethic, our fallen nature will always disappoint us, right? So I don't do this in my own strength. I don't do this in my own strength. I do this with the power of the Holy Spirit. I do this with God doing a greater work with me. And I, when I find myself stretched thin and things are hard for me spiritually, then I submit that to God because he's the only one that can anchor me. He's the only way, one that moved me. So Lord, make me more aware of the things that are coming out of my mouth. And 
Y'all, this week is going to be heavy. And I don't mean like heavy, heavy, like heavy, like God is going to do a greater work in us. So I want you to get tuned in, right? I need to pray for something first. And then we're going to talk about this week, really like dealing with our past and how to shut. Um, God has been dealing with me about this for some weeks now, um, about our past about how things in our past limit us to really be able to show up at the capacity that we need to show up, um, how our past can imprison us, how our past can create patterns and thinkings and ways of doing that we don't even realize it. I was uh, watching Mike Todd and he was talking about being controlled by something you don't even really necessarily know that's controlling you, right? And um, so we're going to just tap into a few things um, this week and ask the Lord and allow the Lord to position us and to help us so we can really, 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 really get rid of our past way of thinking things uh, the way we think, right? The Lord is teaching, I had wrote in my notebook, the Lord is teaching us how to stand in adversity. So if you take your notes, put that in your notes today. Lord, thank you for teaching me how to stand in adversity, right? And when the Lord is teaching us how to stand in adversity, there's a supernatural wisdom. There's a supernatural grace. Um, there's a supernatural strategy for every circumstance and situation you face. Your job is not to allow anxiety and um, emotions pull you all over the place, right? When the Lord is teaching you how to stand in adversity, I promise you there's always going to be a strategy for whatever you want to go through. We just got to learn how to tap in that wisdom. And we haven't been tapping in that, in that wisdom, Lord. So, Lord, give us hinds feet, right? Give us hinds feet. Give us hinds feet so that we can scale the difficult places. This is a place of prayer. Lord, give us hinds feet. Give us hinds feet. Um, give us hinds feet, right? Give us hinds feet so that we learn how to um, scale and, and when the adversary, when it's at, when it's adversity, um, give us the maturity, Father God, in the name of Jesus, um, that we need to deal with difficult circumstances and situations. Lord, let us put our full trust and our full weight on you um, and not anything else, not ourselves. Lord, help us um, to deal with the hard places in our hearts in which we have been uh, leaning into our own understanding. Instead of leaning you, anchor us in your word, anchor us in truth. Do not let us be afraid of hard things and hard places because you are teaching us to um, stand in adversity and it comes with wisdom and it comes with strategy and it comes with grace. It comes with wisdom and it comes with strategy. So give me the highest feet to scale the hard places. Woo! And Father God, in the name of Jesus, this is our personal prayer today, my personal prayer for all of us today that the Lord put in my heart to pray. Lord, help us to deal with any distraction. Um, anything that's distracting us, is distracting us, that's pulling up us, that's turning us away from you. Lord God, help us to deal with those distractions. Give us the strength to walk away from things that may be harmful, from relationships that are not growing us closer to you, um, from circumstances and situations that do not give you glory. Help us not be mar married or committed to ungodly things. Give us the strength we need. Give us the courage. Give us the boldness. Um, let us 
Let us um, have uh, be courageous and bold in our thinking and in our mindsets, Lord God. Holy Spirit, give us a check um, for things that may we may be con connected to or distracted by that could be hindering our future. Any relationship that is not of God, Lord, remove it. Um, any entity, any organization that we're attracted to or connected to, Father God, that does not belong to you, um, that is not a part of where you're calling us, where you're sending us. Lord God, help us not to be married to um, strange doctrine and strange places. Help us not to be married um, to a way of doing things, Lord God, that we are committed, that we have strongholds, that we can only do things one way, Lord God. Um, forgive us for squeezing you out um, when you want to do strange miracles in our lives, forgive us for squeezing you out, Lord God, when you're trying to lead us to a place um, to drink, when you're trying to lead us to a place to rest, when you're trying to lead us to a place of provision, forgive us for squeezing you out. Forgive us for not allowing you to be the good shepherd in our life. Jesus, give us your holiness, Lord God. And today we thank you for fresh starts. We thank you for brand new mercy. We thank you, Father God, that your glory is being revealed in our lives. Show us your glory. Let us walk in your glory. Let us pray in your glory. Let us live in your glory. Father God, turn your face towards your people today. Ooh! Some of us need deliverance. Some of us need breakthrough. Um, some of us need to be divinely positioned. Some of us need to see your hand, Lord God. The weight of our situations have been heavy, Lord God. Some of us need to see your hand today. Um, see your hand in our lives, Lord God. Reveal to us distractions, Lord, where we've been distracted, where we've been complacent, where we're dead, where we're dry. Woo! Pour out your spirit on us today. Like you said, in the last days, we receive your spirit. We receive a freshing. We receive a brand new day. We're not going to bring the weight of yesterday into our lives today, Lord God. We're, we're not. We're going to walk into the fullness of of who you are and who you called us to be. Anchor us, Father God, in your truth, Lord God. Let deliverance be a part, Father God, of, of our lives today, Lord God. Let us walk in true deliverance. Break strongholds off our minds and our hearts that do not align with your perfect will. Give us the courage to do bold things. I thank you for every man of God watching today, Lord God. I pray for the men today, Lord God. I thank you. You are strengthening them. I thank you, Father God, that you are um, giving them the power they need to overcome. I thank you. You're giving them wisdom that they need for their households, for their families, for their businesses, teach them how to scale their business. I thank you, Lord God, that you are showing them today that they are not alone. I cast out the spirit of depression, anxiety, fear and worry off our men today. And I thank you, Father God, that they will receive and walk in total victory. I thank you, Father God. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for holiness. And I thank you for Jesus. In Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. So I'm going to tell y'all something. And I'm going to say this culturally because I have friends who tap in who are from all cultures and all races. And so I'm going to say this because I, I, yes, Holy Spirit, I need to say this, especially for our African-American men. We have we have got to start treating them as if, um, you know, how you protect a species because um, the species may be an extinct. Right. And for us in the African-American culture, if you're not on here, 
our men have been subject to so much um, and we can place blame on them if we want to. But if we don't get in a position for our men and begin to pray for our men and begin to uplift our men in the African-American culture, um, our men are becoming more and more extinct and God and and it's like a sabotage, right? It's like something. So I want us to get better about lifting our men up. Um, I have five sons. It is a disservice. Um, if I do not protect them in prayer, whether I like what they do or not, um, I have um, my father, I have my cousins, I have my uncles. It's just a disservice. And when I say protect our black men, I'm not knocking who else needs to be protected. That's I was thinking about that the other day. I was about to make a post about moms. And then I thought about when you make this post about moms, all the people are going to chime in and say, well, men matter too. Well, men do matter. I'm not saying men don't matter. So when I say we need to pray for our men, we need to protect our men in prayer. We need to um, even if we've been violated, we need to shift the perspective that the enemy has come in at, like a flood culturally trying to take over the men that we love, the men that we need, the men that God created to be here. The assignment has been so strategic in so many different ways. And so we have got to position ourselves instead of complaining, instead of attacking, instead of pointing out all the misfortunes and the things that they have done wrong. Like we have got to position ourselves in prayer for our men. We got to ask the Lord to release strategies. We got to provide places for our men to be vulnerable, for our men to be able to be transparent, for our men to have a safe space to deal with their mental health, to deal with the things that they struggle with and that we don't bash them. And I'm going to say this about us women. Some of us women have done the same things that men have done. We just are good at keeping secrets and we don't always get busted and caught. So just keep that in your spirit. Meditate on that. Pray over that. Uplift. Let's not belittle our men. Let's not dog our men out. Um, let's not talk about our men. And even if your man <laughs> is in a difficult place and you having a difficult time with your man right now, I released the strategy and I'll put that back there out there, especially for those of y'all that are married. Um, things that you can pray over your husband versus you putting your mouth on him. Um, there are things that I pray over my friends constantly and consistently. My male friends, I'm not married. And then I pray for my future husband. I for sure cover my sons. But I have come to the realization, especially after raising five sons, um, the pressure that is on um, our men. Um, and unfortunately, race does play a place. Um, unfortunately, um, not being in a position or place for good emotional health and all these other things are factors as well, right? Um, as factors as real life as factors as well. So let's let's pray. I want to give you some strategies. We're gonna deal, we're gonna deal with the scripture we're gonna deal this week is Philippians 3. 13, um, when Paul talked about pressing forward, that's the scripture we're going to deal with, kind of breaking it down. But I'm going to give you other scriptures because we have got to figure out how to put the past behind us. Like, can I give, can I, can I give y'all a little honesty right now? Like, and I, I want, I'm, I don't need you to come for me. I need you to hear me, right? Because as women, we love to go, oh, you know, don't feel that way. I, I, that's not what I, I need you to hear me. 
it seems like for me personally, and I know I have to take giant steps because of the call on my life, 313, because of the call on my life, right? I have to take giant steps. I do things that for real, sometimes other people are not called to do. You'll do things that I'm not called to do. But it seems like every time um, I am in a transition or about to make a big leap, then something comes from my past that to pull me backwards. Like it seems like every time, and this is how it happens. It's so subtle, right? Thoughts from who or what I used to be will start trying to flood me. <laughs> like I can be moving solid. I can be moving sound. And thoughts from who I used to be will start trying to flood my being of why I shouldn't or how I can't. And what the assignment that I feel like what I've seen is is to keep you in a holding pattern, right? Or is to keep you in a space where you're too fearful to move to your next because you're afraid your past is going to sabotage it. So it seems like every time I get on the cusp of something big happening or I hear God saying, go in this direction, or I hear God be like, Lakeisha, just be bold, just be bold, be bold. It seemed like that's when the thoughts from the past tried to flood my presence. Now, here's what's crazy. I already know I'm not my past. Like, Paula, I already know I'm not my past. I know that. I know I'm not my past. I already know that I've been redeemed. I know I'm the righteousness, Sandra. Like, I know I'm the righteousness. But can I tell you something? Like, every time it seems like, Rhonda, my past show up waving hey girl like hey girl like here you go here we go remember when i remember even when i first started the devotional and it'll be seven i think we're going into seventh year the seventh year next year oh my gosh i remember when i started the devotional somebody inboxed me and was like i see you uh i see you love jesus now so what did you do about your tattoos um did you get rid of your tattoos and i was like what is this, right? What is this? But this was the past calling me, right? This is this was the past calling me, right? And so what I have had to I have had to do, I have had to really retrain myself and how far I let my thinking go to the past. I tell my boys all the time, I do not do a whole lot of remembers. I'm, I'm just not that person. Um, I'm good with remembering when God did something, but I don't do a whole lot of remember the times and I don't let her. It's okay for us to live in the past from time to time, right? Especially when the memory is sweet, especially when the memory is satisfying. But we have to be careful when the past is calling on us or pulling on us because, um, <laughs> when the experience is not a good one, right? Um, we don't need to be reliving that because the reality and truth is there are no do-overs. Like when God gives us a second chance, because I taught on a do-over, that's a different type of do-over. But the do-overs that keep us in prison back to our past and thoughts, you cannot, somebody said it this morning, I cannot go back and change what happened. That's the first part of freedom. 
I don't care if you messed up the credit. I don't care if you messed up. I wish I wouldn't have. No, 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 no. I cannot go back, Lex. I cannot go back. I cannot go back and change anything that has happened. When I am in my past, come on, I'm gonna, this is not going to be all to teach. This is not going to be all, I can't give you all this, but you're going to put this, put this in your notes, put you in your comment. I cannot go back and change what happened. I cannot go back and change what happened. Come on. I cannot go back and change what happened. You have to make that statement today. It's like a statement of faith. I cannot go back and change what happened. You can't. You just can't go back and change anything that happened. Like you cannot go back and change what happened. And so because our brain is remember how memories are created. I've been reading that and studying that how memories are created. Um, you cannot go back and change. Like you cannot go back and change what happened. Right. That And if you are past this point, I want to celebrate you. I'm happy for you to be past this point this week. I need you to support those of us that still fight in this area. Because here's the thing I always want to tell you also. There were areas where I'm solid in it, but there are particular areas that I was not solid in until a particular situation presented itself. And a particular situation presented itself that I don't think I'm good enough for this situation, even though I may be good enough for uh, another situation. Shoulda, woulda, coulda is a waste of time. Come on shoulda woulda coulda is a waste of time i'm gonna say it one more time shoulda woulda coulda is a waste of time it's a waste of your energy and a waste of your emotions i'm gonna say it again i cannot go back and change what happened you cannot go back and change what happened you cannot spend a lot of time you cannot obsess over what you should have or could have done. Why? Because you cannot change it. And so we take those moments and we learn. Lord, I need to learn. This is why Paul, I was thinking like, I think this is why Paul was like, look, this, this is what I'm focused on. Like, that's what he was saying in Philippians 3. This is what I'm focused on. I don't have time to be focused on anything else. Or I'm going to be distracted and I'm going to be off course from the call that's on my life, for the thing that's calling me the prize in heaven, but also the thing that's calling me on earth. I'm going to be distracted, Natalie, from the marriage that's calling me. I'm going to be distracted if I spend time about how poorly I raised. I tell you all the time, I was not the mother that I am now to my three older sons. If I spend so much time on what I did not do with them, then I'm going to miss out on the opportunity to be the best mother to Josiah and Judah. And they deserve the best version of me. If I spend time on what I messed up, I'm not going to walk fully into the call, into the ministry until what God has said to me, right? If I'm if I'm going to spend, come on, like Deshauna, come on, Deshauna, I'm getting there. Like if I'm, I spend time, right, on the first business that failed, then I won't walk into the revamp of the business or the business that he's calling me to, right? So our future is free <laughs> of mistakes. And come on, our future is free of those same mistakes. You got to understand it. My future is free of those same mistakes. Woo, that's powerful. My future is free 
So if I'm back there, right? And what I've learned is if I spend so much time focused on the mistakes, I'm highly probable to make that mistake again and sit in that mistake and treat that make mistake as a norm if I don't realize that my future, Tristan, is free of the same. I'm free of that. <laughs> you ought to say, I'm free. I'm free of whatever I did even yesterday. Like, I'm free from that. And so my future is free, right? And so then whatever I did back then, duly noted, this is how I messed up. Duly noted, this is what happened in my life. Can I, can I, can I tell you? <laughs> Can I tell y'all something? I just cannot be honest. When my, when my, when, and you got, and we got a whole lot to deal with this week. Um, when my late husband went to be with the Lord, I'm just going to be honest with you. I had consented. I didn't even know this was part of my story until the Lord started bringing up. There were several different things that I had consented to about not being married again. And one of those where no one is going to want to be with me. <laughs> Lord, the, the self is foolish. No one is going to want to be with me. And I got five kids. I'm just going to give y'all some of my business to help y'all, right? As if my dopeness, <laughs> my the who I'm supposed to be connected to was limited by the fact that I got five kids. That was the foolishness from my past, the foolishness from my life. So I ain't nobody going to be with you and you bring five kids to the table and you bring your grandkids. I'm just telling you, that's, that's negativity. Come on, Natalie. Foolishness. Negativity. When I had two kids, come on, y'all, out of wedlock, when, when my husband showed up, my when he showed up, same person that showed up strong, same, same type quality of man that showed up strong the first time, man. God, God going to do a double dose the second time, right? So, so when you put the past behind you, what you turn around and do is say, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let go of what was. I'm going to let go of what was. I'm going to, today, sign your little note. Let's do it. Come on. Let's start our week out this way. And then I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to pitch, I'm going to, I'm going to push this all week long. So guess what you got to do? You're going to have to show up tomorrow. You're going to show up Wednesday. You're going to show up Thursday. You're going to show up Friday. If you want this lifting and if you want this encouragement, right? Right? Come on, just being real. So I, I'm I'm just, I, this is what I got to do. This is the commitment that we making to ourselves today. Sign it. Put it in your notes. Put it on a post-it note. Here's what I'm doing today. Date. What's the date? Somebody give me the date. 11-15. 22. I am letting go of what was. Ah! Come on. Come on. Make a commitment. Put it in the comments. I am letting go of what was. Come on. Come on. I'm letting go of what was. Come on. I'm, let's go. 11, 15, 22. I'm letting go. Come on, Instagram. Come on, YouTube. I'm letting go. You need it. You need this even if you think you don't need this because something has been operating in you to keep you holding on to what was as if it is. No, today I'm letting go of what was. That's your commitment. 11, 15, 22, to yourself, Felicia, to yourself, Shanquita. This is your level up today, Jessica. 
I'm letting go of what was. <laughs> like I'm letting go. Whatever what was, was Jamaica. Whatever what was, was Tristan. Whatever what was, was Delilah. Today, I'm taking a divine position because the Lord is not married to my past anyway. Everything God does is present that leads to the future. So as of today, <laughs> I am drawing a line in the sand and I am letting up. That needs to be your personal commitment to yourself. I am letting go of what was. That's how that's how we're gonna end the devotional day. That's how we're gonna end. Mine, that's how we're gonna live in the devotional day. I'm letting go of what was. You need to put this in your notes. You need to put a pen in it. You need to put a pen in it. Now I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you, be truth with you. Because you are making this decision, hell gonna come quickly. Because the thing that has been keeping you from advancing is the ties that you have had to your past. Oh, I'm about to try not to throw nothing. I'm going to say this one more time. Hell going to come quickly. Hell going to try to present, come quickly. As soon as the door tries to open, you better slam that door. The minute the thought comes, the, and it's usually, usually when hell comes quickly, it's through a person. The minute the person shows up to try to remind you of who you used to be, you better shut that door quickly. You better shut, ah, you don't even get to talk to me about my past. Why? Because that's how hell acts. Hell always tries to get footing when we walk into new territory. Hell always trying to get footing when we get a divine revelation that perhaps it's my me holding on to my past holding me back versus it's not time. Divine timing may be slowed down because my momentum is married to my past. I'm, 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 I'm trying not to. I'm trying to. Oh, divine 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 momentum might be slowing down because i'm still married to my past okay i can't i can't release yeah okay holy spirit thank you father lord thank you thank you for making us consciously aware of who you are and how you see us and how you think of us take thank you for taking us from glory to glory many of us have traveled the same road at the same time in the same space like the children of israel lost in a wilderness, not really understanding why, not really knowing we were married to our past. Today, Lord God, thank you for the breakthrough through. Thank you for the freedom. Thank you for your glory being revealed that we are able to overcome our past. Give us the strategies, give us the wisdom, give us the knowledge, and give us the understanding so that we can walk in this freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Show up tomorrow. Show up tomorrow. Show up tomorrow. Show up tomorrow. Say, come on, I'm coming. I'll be here. Come on, show up, show up tomorrow. And then the Holy Spirit is going to encourage you all week so that, see, most of us don't understand how things work spiritually. We think it's a physical doing. The Holy Spirit is going to show up all week um, so that we can divorce our past and walk into the fullness of who God called us to be because that has been the thing that has been limiting us from growing big, um, from going out, from tapping into new places and doing things, because when we are married to our past, it plays on our worthiness. Woo! When we are married to our past, it plays on our worthiness. I want to do two things. I want to do two things. I want to offer you to partner with this ministry. Go over to the website, lmjministries.org. You can give there, cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I, 
S-T-R-Y. You can give there as well. And uh, second thing is, I tell y'all all the time, my fresh start <laughs> was Jesus. I don't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't showing up every day because of LMJ. I'm not showing up every day because of LMJ. My fresh start, my fresh beginning was Jesus. I was in the church all my life. I'm going to tell y'all this until you get it. <laughs> when I hit 27, I heard a sermon that changed my life. And I realized I had never really, 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 really known Jesus. I knew church. I had new religion. I knew, but I never really, really, really knew Jesus. When I was 27, bam. Can I tell you what happened That Can I tell you the plan of succession that God had for me? When I got accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I got baptized. I'm not kidding. This was in February. In April, in Fe same February, my late husband showed up. We have been friends forever, but my late husband showed up in my life. In April, the Lord had revealed that this was my husband to him and I both. And then in July, we were married. <laughs> that was a quick succession in my obedience to really fall in love with Christ so that I could receive what God had for me. Because without his spirit really in me and with me, without me really understanding who Christ was, I was just kind of in a different space in a different way and all over the place. When I did the succession of God's plan for my life began to fall in place because I was really, really, really understanding who Jesus was as Lord and Savior. I want to offer you the same opportunity. And it starts with the confession of faith. And I want you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you pray that prayer, right? If you prayed that prayer, send me an email. Send me an email. Um, info at justbeinglmj.com. And we want to get some materials. I'm starting to send materials out. So send that, send me that email. Um, yeah. Somebody, Jeff Bazell mentioned my favorite, my sermon was Don't Let Crumbs Send You to Hell by Reverend Ulysses Robinson Sr. And it was not him preaching that night. It was Stevie T. Travis preaching that night. And that was the message that got me. Um, I love you. God love you. I love you. God love you even more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Someone else needs to experience God's love. Ladies, I need you to hear me. Somebody put this in the comments. No ladies Bible study tonight. No ladies Bible study tonight. And I'll send out more information about ladies Bible study. But what you do have a chance to do is join the prayer call on Saturday. And what you even have more chance to do is December 17th. Why don't you join us at Pillow Talk? You can only get in online. We don't have no more room in the space. But I would love to be there and to speak in your life. I love you. God loves you more. See you in the morning. Love, peace, and blessing. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.